did a great job of locking in at practice this week. Uh, I just feel like it was things that happened in the game that that made the difference. I don't think it had anything to do with the practice or the preparation. You know, guys reacted to it a lot of different ways, but I didn't see anything in practice that had me worry going into this the game. This is a Clock Dodgers podcast. What happens in Vegas? With time. What happens in Vegas? First down, touchdown, Super Bowl. Vegas, he's in the streets, red is too cold. Cardinal Waller, it can't be stopped. Jacobs with the rock, O-line hit the blocks. Offense off the chain, defense is ready. Bay the nation, one goal, just win Bay. What happens in Vegas? What happens in Vegas? What up, what up, what up, Raider Nation? You are tuned into What Happens in Vegas. I am your host, Neil Maligno, and we are coming fresh off a loss to the New York Giants. It did not feel good. That was not a fun game to watch. That was not a fun game to experience. And it felt like at all times the team was flat or just out of sync. Derek Carr made you know, mistakes, throwing two interceptions. Uh, One was for a pick six, so it was very costly. And I think without question, the loss of Henry Ruggs was felt. Without question. I think we can all look back now and say Darren Waller did his normal thing. Renfro pretty much did his normal thing. But other than that, Kenyon Drake did get involved. He got six catches for 70 yards. But when we're talking about wide receivers – Besides Renfro doing his typical, you know, seven receptions, you know, not, not, you know, 150 yards, whatever, just kind of like, you know, modest yardage, a touchdown here or there. Besides him doing that, Zay Jones, nothing. Brian Edwards, nothing. Not literally. I mean, Zay Jones did have a catch for 20 yards, but basically nothing. Um, and then other than that, it's basically fullbacks, running backs. That's it. That's it. Literally, that is it. That is all. That is all the production we have from our wide receivers. Hunter Renfro doing Hunter Renfro-like things. Everybody else, non-existent. Now, tell me again that Hunter Re- Henry Ruggs didn't mean anything. That losing Henry Ruggs didn't matter. It mattered greatly. Greatly, because Derek could not just throw the ball down the field and trust a wide receiver. Were those interceptions because Henry Ruggs wasn't there? Possibly. But was it because the offense wasn't it you know the defense wasn't as on their toes as feeling much of a threat from a from a deep threat were they able to play you know more man or or closer on the receivers and not feel like hey one of these receivers are gonna beat us bad out here we're gonna get beat deep on one of these or we're gonna have to ease up off these other guys because we have to pay a lot of attention to henry ruggs they didn't have to do that they didn't have to do that even hunter renfro as good as he is defenses aren't like concerned that hunter renfro is gonna like eat them alive out there He's not going to like really necessarily open up a whole lot for the rest of the offense. Like he he worked within his own system, you know, and he gets his no matter what. That's just because he's talented that way. The team has stuff just set up for him and, and Derek Carr trusts him. Um, and, and certainly him doing well helps everybody. But it's not the same kind of effect that a Henry Ruggs type of play has when you could take the top off of a defense like that. When you can have them on their toes at all times that, hey, at any point, this dude could take a route to the house. Like that's just a unique skill set. And we lacked that, and it was quite obvious. Um, the running game did decent. Josh Jacobs had 76 yards. No one scored a touchdown. Kenyon Drake had 30 yards. Overall, Kenyon Drake, you know, in all-purpose yards, had over 100, which is good, um, or right at 100. Uh, Mariota had, you know, a play 
where he got a first down, I believe it was. Um, so it looked good. But not only was the Henry Ruggs issue a concern, the Raiders got into the red zone a gang of times. And what did they decide to do every single time? They went for field goals. They even missed a field goal. <laughs> Shortest field goal miss of the year, I think it was. Um, it's not acceptable. And for me, you know, and 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 Versace even talked about it afterwards. He said that's what he wanted to do, get guaranteed points. And it, it made me feel like he would do it again that way. And if that's true, I don't want this guy going forward as a head coach next season. I'm just going to be honest with you because I like coaches that are willing to take some risks, that are willing to put trust in their offense, that look at it as, hey, even if we put the trust in the offense, they don't score the touchdown, our defense is going to put us back in a position where – you know, we're not going to give up a lot of points here on the other end of this. And, and we'll come back down here and do this again. I don't like that safe shit every single time. Out of four times you kick four field goals, that's not for me. I don't mind if you do it two of the times, even three of the times. But sometimes you got to take that gamble. Like, I just can't deal with that safe, safe coaching stuff. I can't deal with it. Like, you have to be able to take risks sometimes. You have to put faith in your team and say, hey, listen, this goal may not seem like it's going to be obvious or this goal may not seem like it's easy but i believe you guys can overcome whatever obstacles in front of you to make this happen and that counts for something again i'm always a narrative guy when you get down there four times and your coach says i don't trust you to get this yard i don't trust you to get three yards i don't trust you to get five yards and score here we're just going to play it safe and get three points i think that starts to build a narrative that hey maybe we can't get over that line maybe we can't get the five yards maybe we're not good enough Maybe we're missing something. I don't like that. I don't like painting that 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 mentality. And I'm not saying the players necessarily felt that way, but I feel that way when watching it. And if I was Derek Carr, I would say, man, please let us go for it. Please. Just give us this one shot at it, you know, or put Mariota in and let him try to do something. I hate the idea of never going for it on fourth down in the, in the red zone. That drives me crazy. So those two things are my biggest takeaways of the game. Overall, like the Giants scored 23 points, but the defense, you know, they did pretty well. I mean, you know, uh, Ngakwe got two sacks. Hobbs got a sack. Uh, there was no interceptions. That That's always annoying. I, I I love when the team gets, you know, some takeaways in that in that regard. But, um, you know, Perryman, again, at the top of the, the tackle list. Abram up there as well. Um, so overall, like on defense, it was like a solid day. Um, not not the kind of game where you would lose because of the defense. So defensively, it was pretty good, honestly. Um, and offensively, we had our moments, we had our chances, but again, there was just something lacking. Certainly, the 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 the, the losing the capability that you have when you have a Henry Ruggs type player out there, it matters. And not going for it on fourth down, I personally feel like that mattered a few times. Uh, Derek Carr's interceptions matter, but again, I think that's a um, you know a um, a result of not having um, the rugs type, you know, weapon out there and him just ended up forcing the ball and, and doing those kind of things. I mean, they moved the ball pretty well, you know, up and down the field. It was just when they got to that red zone, man, it just got, it got bleak and they got to do better. We knew this was an issue before this game. Like this has always been an issue with the Raiders of recent, you know, times that they just struggle to get in there. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you got, I think you got to take those chances and, Somehow you got to try to not be in those situations every time you get down there. You got to figure something out. You got to adjust, you know, um, but they, but they competed pretty well. It, you know, they 
I did, didn't ever feel like they weren't trying or that they were out of it. But to me, there's no question that not only Henry Ruggs not being there, but like just the emotional toll of the Gruden situation, now the Ruggs situation. Like this is starting to wear on some guys, I'm sure. Um, and I mean, they all said the right things and they all said it didn't matter and that they're all professionals and, you know, it's business as usual. And yeah, sure, they felt bad and they still feel bad and they, you know, all these things, but they claim it doesn't affect them on the field. I don't agree with that. I think it is at least in some way, shape or form affecting players. Um, but I do think they can overcome it. It's not like they can't overcome it. And it's not like that's why they're going to lose games going forward. But, um, I think it's pretty obvious that it's there in some, in some sense, uh, you know, and it's going to be kind of a, you hope that there's, you know, no more of these situations. And, um, I'll have another episode about Damon Arnett, uh, and you know, the end result of that whole, the whole thing. But, uh, I'm, I'm assuming the, the the end result of that was in relation to not wanting another one of these. Uh, but at the same time, it is one of these. Um, I guess I say things come in three. So maybe that's what's happening here. And hopefully that's what's happening. It's over. But we'll see. Um, so as far as the game goes, right, like the Raiders are playing, you know, in week 10, they have the Chiefs. It's a big, big, big game for us. Like we can't come out like we did against the the giants against the chiefs it just can't happen it's sunday night football it's an important game the 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 division is all locked up we got you know every every team in the division chargers raiders chiefs broncos all five wins chargers and raiders are at the top of the division because they have three losses but still everyone's locked up and this is going to be something that i believe all the way through to the playoffs come is going to be a tight race i don't think at any point you know, a team is necessarily going to run off with this. I don't think we're going to see the Chargers, you know, get three, four wins ahead of one of the other teams or the Chiefs rebounding, get three or four wins ahead of us. Or I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a tight race all the way to the end. So this every, every game is going to matter from this point forward. But specifically, when you play a team like the Chiefs, you have a chance to go to six wins, knock them down to five and five. Like, that's pretty critical. That's important. It's it's, it's going to be pivotal at, at this point. Um, all division games are going to be major, as if they aren't all, already. But and I don't I don't want to look too far ahead, you know. But you got the Chiefs, and then you got the Bengals, you got the Cowboys, uh, Washington football team, and then Chiefs again. <laughs> so you got a lot of, you know, the next five games, you know, are, are major. Um, can't keep can't keep taking L's at this point. You just can't. Uh, you know, stuff like this, like this loss to the Giants, it hurts a lot. And it it, it makes sense on why uh, we made a move after this to sign a wide receiver. Uh, again, we'll talk about that uh, on a following episode as well. I try to keep these episodes as segmented as possible. I don't want to drop too much stuff into each episode uh, because it just becomes overwhelming at some point um, for, for the listeners, for, for everybody. Um, so, the positive takeaway is that the Raiders seemed to move the ball pretty well. The defense did stand pretty tall most of the game. And so there's this isn't like the ship is over. So if I see anybody crying and whining about the season's over, you know, it's been too much. We can't rebound. I don't want to hear that. There's no reason to be negative like that. Um, but definitely it's an eye opener for the team to, you know, to get their shit together and, and to and, and to really make the adjustments necessary and to figure out how to get over this hump. And again, I, mean, I hope Asachia. If you get stuck in the red zone again, man, you can't be kicking field goals all, all year long the rest of the season. I know you're a special teams guy, but we cannot deal with, you know, 
seven field goals a game, bro. <laughs> you got to go for it. You got to trust in these guys. And, you know, that's going to be a big difference maker. And, and like I said, you know, the moves that are being made on the roster, um, they're going to be helpful. And like I said, we'll talk about that on the next episode. We also have episodes that are going to come out, you know, obviously talking about the Chiefs game, upcoming Chiefs game that we'll cover. So there's tons of content coming. And all I ask, folks, is that you share the podcast. Listen, if you're Raider Nation and you're listening right now, which you are, and the numbers, you know, continue to go up as we continue to get out into more ears and into more phones and into more podcast descriptions, um, the, the, you know, we're getting, we're reaching more people. And we need to keep doing that. So please, listen, Raider Nation, we're all about supporting each other. You know, we're big on that here. That's what, you ain't Raider Nation if you ain't supporting your fellow, you know, Raider Nation, you know, lover, your fan. This, this is a fan base. This is a family. If we ain't supporting each other, it ain't really Raider Nation. You ain't really obeying by the code over here. Um, so shout out to anybody who's sharing the show, please. Right now, listen, if you're listening right now, go on to Twitter, go on to Instagram, hit up a Raider fan that you know. Say, hey, bro, there's this new Raider podcast out. You need to listen to it. You need to listen to it. They got a lot of content if you're looking for something new. <laughs> Just drop it really quick somewhere. You know, leave a review. Uh, again, if you leave an Apple podcast review specifically, I'll be sharing it on the show whether it's a comment, a question, what you think about the team, what kind of move needs to be made, whatever it is that you're feeling. Um, I love when you guys don't just listen, but interact, you know, because I'm trying to, the content is always trying to be formulated for you guys. So if you don't interact, I don't always know necessarily what you want more. So let's make sure we uh, interact through there. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, hit me with a follow. Um, feel free to reach out. Don't be shy. Reach out. Say, hey, I listen to the podcast. I like what you're doing. Um, and I'll follow you back because I'll know you're listening to the podcast and that you're not just some random troll or anything like that. And uh, we'll get to chop it up on game days. I, I tweet a lot. So if that ain't your thing, I understand. <laughs> Maybe you're better off on Instagram. But Twitter is where it's at for sure uh, when it comes to game days and all that kind of stuff and just chopping up and talking football. There's so many cool football uh, Raider Nation fans on there, um, you know, that I, that I talk to on a weekly basis. <laughs> so get on there, chop it up with us. Hit subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed. All these things are majorly impactful um, to, to the show. You subscribe, and I know you could just listen and it's nothing but it's much better for us when you subscribe and help us do it that way. Your review, I know you could just listen and not necessarily live a review. Like it's not mandatory in any type of way, shape, or form, but your review helps. So if you do that, we appreciate it. Um, I mean, we're the most vocal fan base there is, right? We support our guys. And then when it's not good, we let them know too. So to be fair, um, we're not necessarily a bias organization. We kind of are sometimes. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this win, I, this loss. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just, I don't want to beat the team into the ground on this one. Like it sucked and you hate, you know, wasting four or five hours watching it and investing all this time. And then it just comes down to some loss like that, where it just felt so like, you know, uh, you know, but these, these things happen and I'm hoping it's a wake up call for the team that, you know, they couldn't come fresh off the buy and just smack a team in the mouth especially with everything they've gone through like this, you know, maybe this is a wake up call and besides you, man, get it together, bro. Take some shots in the red zone. And we'll talk about some other things. So like I said, some move, some roster moves have been made that are important, super important. Next episode will be that. And uh, I'll catch you guys then. Other than that, as you know, what happens in Vegas is Raiders football.